Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Rebel News live stream on this, a Tuesday, June 29th, 2021. I'm David Menzies and my co-host, as always on Tuesdays and Thursdays, well, she's the queen of cool, but she doesn't suffer fools. She is the she-devil with a sword. She is the Khaleesi of Northern Alberta. It is Sheila Gunn-Reed. How you doing, my friend? David. <laughs> I have never been better. Look at that shirt. Look at that shirt. That's the David Menzies, the Menzoid shirt. There it is. Oh, yes. it's great. It, this is perhaps the greatest day of my life, as opposed to the worst day of my life when I sold my comic book collection for a used Camaro and those comics appreciated into a brand new Ferrari off the lot today. But yeah, the people here, I guess they think so nicely of me, Sheila. They, they've come out with this shirt the menzoid uh well as you know illustrations as they say in the marketing business not exactly as illustrated in terms of the lower half Love from the it. neck down and i gotta tell you i was prompted to wear this shirt not because i'm an egomaniac that i want to walk down the street with my own image on my own shirt but i was talking to mr vice president and he said it's selling well but it's not the runaway bestseller that they thought it would be and I thought, well, we gotta change that. We gotta, I gotta promote this. I gotta do a little advertising on the live stream. We gotta move the merchandise. And I'm going back into the old time radio days. How about this, Sheila, as an offer? The first Rebel News viewer I see on the street that comes up to me with this shirt, I am gonna give you $100. I'll say it like Dr. Evil. One hundred dollars. No now, you might not think that's a lot of money, but folks, that's a lot of money to me. I mean, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not even a thousandaire, okay? Last time I looked at my bank balance. So if you buy one of these shirts, you have a chance of more than doubling your money. Look at that. A brownie. Who's on? That's Borden. He's still there, right? We haven't replaced him with like, uh, I don't know, something more politically correct. But if you come up to me, that is going to go into your pocket. What do you think about those apples, Sheila Gunreed? Well, I'm sad that I didn't order the shirt yet. It's sitting in my cart on this store. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to put a bunch of stuff in there um, so that I can, you know, maximize my discount on the store. But that's a very generous offer. And I think that you are going to find quite a few anti-lockdown protesters in Toronto wearing that beautiful shirt. I mean, David, well, I had well, to, I had the final say on what the shirt looked like before it went out the door. <laughs> I did. You're responsible for this. I, man, in orange, does that not I love pop? it. I, I mean, love it. folks, you will never be lost at sea wearing the orange version of this shirt. And oh, by the way, a little asterisk in case anyone thinks the fix is in a la Vegas or the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation. This does not apply to any of my co-worker weasels that might go into the storeroom and don a shirt or family or friends. It's got to be a complete stranger. Like Sheila said, maybe somebody at a lockdown protest. We cover a lot of those. Or maybe just somebody seeing me on the street. I you know, sometimes we get honked at. 
I think they're honking at us with the thumbs up. Sometimes it's a different finger. But regardless, if you are wearing this shirt this summer, the first one, and it's only the first one, and by the way, I want your name in case I get anything like, yeah, I saw the Manzoid on Young Street and I ran up to him in my shirt and he didn't give me $100 and he claimed some other person. But yes, you have to give me your name so I can say such and such got uh, to me first and they and they have underdogs. And uh, Mr. Producer is saying, yeah, of course, you can never make that up. But those are the rules. That's the fine print. And uh, please, folks, go, go on to that store side of ours and order your shirts. Don't make Mr. Vice President here read me the riot act over something I had no control over in the first place. And that's all I have to say about that, she-devil. Actually, you know what, Justin, can you bring the store back up? Because we should take a peek around. There's new stuff in that store all the time. And friends at home, if you would like one of David Menzies, the Menzoid shirts, you can use the coupon code Menzies10 for 10% off. It's all beautiful, folks. But all you really want to buy is is the Menzoid uh, T-shirt in multiple numbers. Listen, Christmas is what, just five or six months away? So think of all your yeah. loved ones. Think of their faces lighting up at the Christmas tree when they open the package and they get one of those shirts. You know, I can see Mr. Producer, he's smiling already. He was doing his happy dance already, uh, Sheila, because he's thinking of the actual real stores opening in Ontario two days early uh, tomorrow. So he was doing that little twist of his... Th th think of a duck on a paint shaker. That's just as happy <laughs> 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 and uh, anyways, but you saw what we do have in the store. Yeah, all kidding aside, folks, we have some beautiful merchandise there. Um, great designs, great messages. I mean, forget yeah, about little old me. Yeah, the pastor's one. The yeah. Save the pastor's one. I think that's really great. Um, in particular, here in Alberta, we, you know, we've had three pastors arrested. Tim Stevens, we got word yesterday that he will be in jail until at least the 12th of July. So while all the politicians are... Shopping for their stampede outfits, Tim Stevens is languishing in jail for the crime of opening his church in, and not turning away congregants. Really, that's what it comes down to. He refused to turn oh. away people who came to his church to meet some sort of arbitrary uh, government restriction on attendance. And then they stuff him into a prison where they've had coronavirus outbreaks as opposed to what... Yeah is happening at his church where he's had none in front of his kids twice now. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's my understanding that not just Senator Josh Hawley um, and not just Scott Walker in the United States, but it sounds like there's about two dozen high profile U.S. politicians, senators, congressmen and governors, former and otherwise, who are keenly aware to the situation here in Alberta. And if this situation were happening in Hong Kong um, to the Catholic Church, I mean, I've got a book on my shelf here written by Cardinal Zen. He's the cardinal from Hong Kong talking about the government overreach into the churches. They're telling people how they can worship and how they should interpret the Bible. Isn't that really what's happening here? How, telling people like Tim Stevens how he should interpret the meaning of gathering together every single week as prescribed to him in the Bible. That's really what's happening here. And so if you want to show your support for 
all pastors, not just Tim Stevens, not just James Coates, who also spent 35 days in jail, but Pastor Art Pulowski, might I suggest that Save the Pastors shirt. Throw it in the cart with your Menzoid shirt um, and use the coupon code MENZIES10 for a 10% discount. And we just got word this morning from both the neighbors of Grace Life Church um, and the congregants that the fences are coming down this morning. Oh, how gracious of them. But you know, Sheila, you said something uh, very profound there when you referenced Hong Kong. Yeah, I think I've said this before, but if, if I went back in time two years ago, 2019, and I got a future glimpse of our Rebel News store, and I saw a t-shirt with no context, and it, say, it said, save the pastors, that's what I would assume. Is this a Hong Kong uh, initiative, something in North Korea, Syria, you know, Christian pastors being uh, rounded up and going to jail? But no, yeah. Canada, and, and of all places in Canada, Alberta, you know, the home yeah. of, the, of, of uh, Jason Kenney, who was once a champion of religious freedom in the uh, Stephen Harper government as an MP. Uh, this is how surreal this is to me, Sheila. Well, and, you know, I, I see a lot of people saying, oh, these men are doing it for attention. They could not be more different. They absolutely, all three men, James Coates, Tim Stevens and Art Pulowski, they could not be more different, yeah. um, different faith practices, different faith backgrounds, and they're all compelled to uh, defy the laws of man uh, to be obedient to God. They all have, you know, different interpretations of the Bible, and it doesn't matter their style, because, you know, there are people out there who say, I don't like Pastor Art's style. He said this about that five years ago. Okay, great, but what does that have to do with locking him up because he didn't turn people away? People say, uh, you know, like, I, I don't like James Coates. He's doing it for attention. I've met James. I've talked to him a, a fair bit. Not even. This is not what he asked for. <laughs> this is he. This is not some, but it's something that he found himself faced with. And Tim Stevens, he's a bookish Baptist minister. I, I mean, again, these men could not be more different but that saved none of them from the wrath of the government. You're absolutely right. These men are not publicity hounds, uh, Sheila, which mm -hmm. is not to say that this doesn't happen, this business. I mean, I always think of, you know, Ashley Madison, the, um, it's a website that facilitates extramarital affairs. And usually uh, around January, they make a pitch to the NFL and whoever's carrying the Super Bowl, they want to buy an ad. And of course, they're turned down. They're not interested in them being an advertiser. So what Ashley Madison does is put out a press release and they, in effect, get millions of dollars of free publicity going, oh, boo-hoo, the, you know, the mean old NFL and NBC won't run our ad. They know ahead of time they're not going to get that of ad course. space. In fact, my suggestion to the NFL is to say, okay, it, you know it's $4 million for 30 seconds. Can we have your check? <laughs> Call their bluff. But what I'm getting at, Edo Sheila, there are those uh, characters in this business that deliberately do something, whether, you know, the example I gave, sure. or breaking the law, just because they want the publicity. But that's not these gentlemen at all. They just want to practice their religion in peace. They never set out for this. They never, as the old Bruce Springsteen uh, lyric goes, they didn't go down to the bar wearing trouble on their shirts. The trouble came to them. And the fact that the head troublemaker is Premier Kenny, Sheila, uh, this is just so embarrassing at the end of the day. 
It is embarrassing. And it's also embarrassing to see the people who are defending him from within his own government. I saw that um, Ben Harper, Stephen Harper's son, who now works for Jason Kenney, um, has basically called us clickbait um, and extremists. Well, you know what? Whatever. But is Josh Hawley an extremist? Mm. Is Scott Walker literally the most bland Republican money can buy? Is he an extremist now because he's concerned about what's happening here in Alberta? I mean, maybe the extremist phone call friend is coming from inside the house. And I like Ben. I've defended Ben from attacks from the left before. Um, I think, you know, like if your dad was the prime minister and you naturally, I mean, his career trajectory took him into Jason Kenney's office. That makes perfect sense to me. Um, but like I said, maybe that extremist phone call is coming from inside the house because I'm not the one locking up pastors. Exactly. I'm not the one justifying 35 days in jail for um, Pastor James Coates, keeping the church from a congregation for 90 days, driving Christian congregations underground, arresting pastors on Calgary freeways and arresting oh, Tim yeah. Stevens in front of his children twice, not once, but twice. Um Sorry, but that's the extremist defending religious freedom from the government during an emergency, which is always when the government takes away your fundamental freedoms. They always use an emergency to do it. Um, I'm sorry, that's not the extremist view. That's the conservative position. And it, wouldn't it be great if a conservative would take it? And you know, Sheila, we do have a pastor art uh, update, um, and uh, it's not really good news. But before we get to it, why don't you uh, do your shtick where you tell the folks out right. there our ostensible <laughs> policy reason of what it is the heck we're trying to do here in the first place? Right, right, right. 13 minutes on the air and haven't told anybody <laughs> what we're doing. People are tuning in going, listen to those two chattering hens. What are they talking about? <laughs> you know, it's a miracle that neither one of us gets fired every single day around here. Um, Don't even say that out loud. <laughs> you know, I've got charm going for me. I don't know what saves you from firing. But anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm David's biggest fan. Um, I, I'm going to go into John Candy mode, you know. Oh, please, Mr. Caballero, don't. <laughs> Don't fire me, please. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so what are we doing here today? Uh, as my, I see my Skype feed is coming in and out. It's getting uh -oh. pixelated, but um, it's summertime, so I probably have two kids on the Internet instead of just one trying to take a Zoom school call. Um, so what we're doing here today is the Rebel News Daily live stream. It used to just be on Friday, just hosted by Ezra. Pandemic hit. There's more news than ever, despite what the mainstream media is talking about, which is... Justin Trudeau's once weekly wander out to talk to people thing that he does. <laughs> we think there's more news than ever. The situation is changing day by day. For example, in Ontario, you guys might be able to buy socks in a couple of days. So congratulations. <laughs> um, so we sit down, we talk to our viewers every single day for an hour. Uh, David and I host uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Ezra Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It used to be a great way for us to make some money and pay the bills around here. But then YouTube, the censorship platform of YouTube, demonetized <laughs> us and cut a big $400,000 chunk right through the middle of the company. Wow. Um, and, you know, it's only a matter of time before they deplatform us on YouTube altogether. However, we've got plan B through, I guess, Zed in the works. Um, 
We are still streaming on YouTube because we think it's a great place for people to find us. But if you are watching us on YouTube, might I suggest you just take an off-ramp to one of the other more free speechy platforms that don't hate you. For example, there's Rumble, um, where we're streaming on right now. We also are streaming on SuperU, which is a great free speechy platform. And you can leave us a tip there, which is a new feature um, as they develop new features to support their content creators. And um, we're also streaming on Odyssey. And on Odyssey, you can leave us something called a hyper chat. You just have to buy some of their library cryptocurrency. Don't understand cryptocurrency, but it is definitely on one of those things that I am aiming. It's on my list of things that I need to understand. Um, but if you buy some of their library cryptocurrency, you can donate some of that to us and we will read your chat on air once Justin sends it to me. And I think that's it. Oh, uh, oh, Justin says we do have a bunch of chats already. Uh, shall we go to them right away, Mr. Producer, or run the uh, Pastor Art video? Okay, we'll go to okay. the chat, Sheila. We'll go to the chats because we have great, well-trained viewers who know <laughs> what they're supposed to be doing even when David and I don't. So let's get to that. We've got <laughs> a Super You Shout, I believe it's called, from Annalisa uh, Yahoo. I got my Menzies shirt. Oh, Menzies, you're looking mighty buff, I might add. Love you both. <laughs> As I said before, Annalisa, not exactly as illustrated under this shirt, let me tell you. <laughs> Whose yeah, body did we put our, my head on anyway, Sheila? We may as well be honest about this. I think it's Triple H. Triple H. <laughs> I think it's Triple H. I recognize the black trunks anyway. <laughs> All righty, we've got a uh, hyper chat from History Club World. Do you think there will be any consequences for the government's actions against pastors? What dirt do you think got rid of Climate Barbie? Follow History Club World on Instagram. I don't... Okay, first question, or yeah, I'll answer your first question. What do you think there... Or do you think there will be any consequences for the government's actions against pastors? I think the consequences are far greater than the government thinks. I think that they think if they open up for stampede that people are just going to forget or people are so scared of Rachel Notley that they're going to forget what Jason Kenney did. And I, I think there's a, a fair bit of that. I, I I am worried about Rachel Notley getting back into power. So naturally, people are worried about that, too. However, um, I think for a lot of people who are conservative in values, but not conservative in partisanship, and uh, there's a lot of that in Alberta. For example, our conservative movement fractures all the time um, from the PCs to the Wild Rose. Reform grew out of Alberta. So there are people who are less partisan and more conservative in values. And this is going to be a tough pill to swallow mm. um, for Jason Kenney to come back around and ask them for their vote, seeing what has happened to these churches. And for a lot of people, th these aren't their denominations but they believe in religious freedom. And there's a lot of people who are like, I'm not even religious, but I, I just don't, I think arresting pastors is a bad thing. There's a lot of that out there too. And I think uh, Jason Kenney is going to have a lot of apologizing and making up to do before that's fixed. However, if his staffers are out on Twitter calling people extremists for thinking, hey, we shouldn't be locking up pastors, um, I don't think that's helpful either. I think it, you've got a bit of a communications nightmare on your hands. I agree 100%, Sheila. I think the only factor in uh, <laughs> Premier Kenny's favor is simply time. That yep. 
as the months go by and there's more and more opening and less and less restrictions and things get back to normal or something approaching normal, people will forget you know, the dark times when uh, uh, pastors were being rounded up and thrown in uh, maximum security jails. Other than that, he's got nothing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to forget when I see politicians on the uh, pancake breakfast <clears throat> circuit during Stampede coming up right away, when I see them in their brand new cowboy boots and their wranglers that they crack out for one day a year, flipping pancakes and glad handing people and kissing babies, I will not forget that Tim Stevens is still in jail. Yeah. I won't forget. Um, and the second part of your question, History Club World, what do you, what dirt do you think got rid of uh, Climate Barbie? Um, I don't know if it's dirt, but I think she seriously mishandled the infrastructure file. <laughs> like, she's just <laughs> losing track of billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of projects. Um, I can't, but in the federal government, you don't get fired for ineptitude. You fail upwards all the way into the prime minister's office. Um, I mean, what was the largest file that the prime minister actually handled before he became prime minister? Wasn't he the associate minister of like uh, amateur sport or something ridiculous like that? Like, I can't even believe there was somebody in charge of that. I'm not associate minister. I think the critic, right? Because he wasn't in government. He was the critic for um, amateur sport. And then all of a sudden he's the prime minister. So, um yeah, I, I think that she's just resigning before a lot of the mishandling of literally billions of dollars comes to light. That's what I think. And, and you know, Sheila, I think, uh, speaking to the Prime Minister, I think even Justin Trudeau was growing very weary of her act of all this sanctimonious, you know, speeches that, that, that she would make. Uh, you know, I have a video coming up. She was in Toronto last week, and it was absolutely perverse. She's doing a tour of the waterfront of Toronto, which is no waterfront. Let me tell you, folks, it's a concrete jungle. And she pointed to this tiny little patch of land called uh, Sugar Beach, Canada's Sugar Beach, no less. And um, here's the funny thing, Sheila, riddle me this. When you go to the beach, what is there a normal expectation of once you get to the beach? It's water, right? You want to go swimming. Yeah, yeah. A beach without water, you know what that is, Sheila? That's a desert. If you go to Canada Sugar Beach, there are actually signs forbidding you under penalty of law for, for dump, taking a, 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 a jump into the water. And not that you'd want to, because it is extremely polluted. Now, like I said, this was you know, all about the improvement of infrastructure. Why not have some kind of, I mean, I'm not an engineer, but I'm sure it can be done. Why not a policy where Toronto, like, be it Canada's Sugar Beach or the Western beaches, don't get polluted, whether it's, you know, fecal contamination or other pollutants. Why not do something like that where the citizens of this city on a scorching hot day like that can actually go into Lake Ontario. No, it's all about the sizzle and not the steak, Sheila. That is the former climate Barbie. It's all about, oh, look what I've done, but you scratch beneath the surface, you've done nothing. She was talking about Canada Sugar Beach being a former parking lot. You know what it is now? 
It's a former parking lot with sand on top of it. You can't go into the lake. How is this a gift to Toronto uh, from the federal government, from the uh, infrastructure minister? It, it's such a joke. And I got to tell you, Sheila, it's nauseating to see her. Uh, she did the do rigueur, want to spend more time with the family. And, um, you know, oh, you don't know what it's like all these years of online hate. If I could yeah, think no, of I one I of know. the most privileged women in Canada to play the victim card. And of course, no mention, Sheila, that she now qualifies for that six-figure pension for life from the federal government. She put in enough hours for that. Yeah, I'm sure that had nothing to do with her uh, backing away. But as far as I'm concerned, Sheila, good riddance. Yeah, you know what? Leave it to the federal government to just dump sand, construction materials, <laughs> on a parking lot and call it Sugar Beach, where there's actually no beach and no sugar. It's the perfect federal government nonsense. And I'm sure this costs hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm sure of it. Sheila, that's not quite true. About a football field away is the Red Path Sugar Refinery. Because she said this former industrial uh, area. It's an industrial area still. They're refining sugar there. And when Mocha and I went down there yesterday, there is this enormous oil tanker-like ship, uh, you know, uh, yeah. right beside the refinery. Yeah, that's what I want to see when I go to the beach. <laughs> freighters coming in and out. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I, when I was in Toronto last time, my daughter and I got there and there's nothing to do in Toronto. So we're like, let's go for a run. Yeah. And we ran down the harbor, down past the Red Red Mill, Red Path. Red Path, correct. Uh, yeah. And then I had to explain to her how... Uh, the government runs the liquor stores there because there's like a big <laughs> LCBO store right across the street. Am I right? Yes, that's one of I their so-called flagship stores. In other words, here's a store we spent millions on that no private entrepreneur in a competitive system would ever dream constructing. Yeah, the Queen's Key flagship store. You ran right past that, too. Yeah. And my I hope you didn't like try to buy there's... any scotch. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it was like after six o'clock in the evening, so oh. everything closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Toronto. What a failed state. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep going. We've got a uh, rumble. I forget what the chats are called over there. Uh, rumble chat from Ryan Rossi says David's getting in shape. Yeah, I very rarely wow. see David in a T-shirt and I like what I see. <laughs> wow. Woo, look at that. I'll take it. Well, you know what? Um, I'll be honest, folks. I am still fat. Uh, however, without my <laughs> cycling program, I would be circus fat. It was a tough sat cycle yesterday, Sheila. The saddle time, you know, was really gearing me down. It was so hot in the GTA yesterday. I'm telling you, I saw a dog chasing a cat. They were both walking. <laughs> it is. I know that's the oldest, worst joke. Um, in Alberta right now, it is 32 degrees. Wow. Headed up to 35. It's 36 tomorrow, 37 the next day. Um, yeah, it's not bad. I finally, for once, I am complaining about the heat. You which know, Alberta fascinates me, Sheila. I, I mean, 
these extremes, you're getting plus 36. If this, we could be talking six months later, it's minus 36 without the wind Easy. chill. And yet, like, what, 120 million years ago, this was a tropical grassland with dinosaurs <laughs> running around. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, we killed them off with our SUVs running, so we don't have the dinosaurs <laughs> Sheila's Jeep strikes again. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, keep going. We've got a rumble from Books and Tea. Love the shirt. Yes, I do. Uh, I, I'm sad that I don't have one. I've got to put it. I've just got to pull the trigger and uh, and buy it on the store. Yes, buy it. it. Don't don't get a freebie. Mr. Vice President is watching every sale that goes out on that store. I know he is. I know he is. Um, We've got a hyper chat from Binga. Oh my God, haha, David wearing the Hulk Hogan pose, David. Thanks for the laugh. And all we see is green fire on Sheila. Thanks for all the hard work of all the rebels. By the way, shout out to Justin. Thank. Oh, he missed that. But thank you, Binga, on the behalf of Mr. Thanks. Producer. Justin's asleep at the wheel. Oh boy. Oh, there it is. <laughs> We've got a rumble uh, chat from Share 21. Stevens did not bend the knee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got a hyper chat from History Club World. Rebel News should have a like internews company wrestling. Oh, an internews company wrestling match or something like that. It would be funny to see Sheila wrestle someone from CBC oh. or CTV. And you know what? On that file, I'll be the manager. Okay. <laughs> Who would you like to wrestle the most, uh, Sheila? Would it be Rosemary Barton? She's a lot bigger than me. Um, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> give some thought. To, I didn't mean that in a bad way, David. I'm just a, not a big woman. I'm a small woman, right? Like I am. So I just need to find somebody who's in my. Uh, I was no. gonna say weight class, but size Sheila. class. Let's just. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. You know that. She'd be going down like a, a redwood. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I have to give some thought to whom I would wrestle, but I still would like to foxy box the guy who punched me in the face. Oh, Dion Buse. I would do that for charity in a heartbeat. Oh, that's a mismatch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Uh, we've <laughs> before uh, we get in a world of trouble. So okay. for you. Um, Super you shout from Hammers Girl 88. Another sad day in Canada yesterday. Yes, um, terrible, terrible. Um, with convictions for contempt in Alberta, three of them, and then finding out that Pastor Tim Stevens would remain in jail until at least July 12th. That's his next court date. It's on his release date. Um, so imagine his devastated family. Let's just breeze through these, and then we'll get to our update on the on the contempt stuff. Um, a super you tip from my buddy mike um mike mayer he's uh with people versus predators and freedom honey and he tipped us 10 bucks and that's so kind because i accidentally sent half the people on my facebook messenger list yesterday some random video as i tried to turn off my phone at 2 30 in the morning because it was beeping and instead i just forwarded them a bunch of garbage so sorry about the message at 2 30 in the morning mike and thank you so much for the tip <laughs> uh we've got a super you tip from annalisa she tipped us 20 bucks annalisa nice. thank you very much thank um, you that's annalisa. more for that's more for david than it is for me i'm sure <laughs> it's all for the company it's all for the greater good sheila 
Uh, Mike Mayer, um, my Freedom Honey friend, uh, you know, let's just stop right here and talk about Freedom Honey. I don't know a lot about the company, but I'm very excited to be a customer. It's called Freedom Honey, and it is founded by Mike, who is a Canadian Forces veteran and his friend. And uh, it's their little side hustle business, and I'm really excited to see what they do next. But Mike is also very active with People versus Predators, and he says thank you for everything you two do from your friends at People versus Predators and Freedom Honey. You guys are formulating uh, an official parliamentary petition, are you not, Mike? I'll talk to you off um, off air, but I'd sure love to cover that because I think you guys are going to do great things um, trying to change the laws to keep bad guys behind bars. Um, which is funny because we can't seem to keep the guys who hurt kids behind bars, but we've got pastors in jail. And since he's a honeymaker, all I have to say, Mike, is be thanking you. Do you know what? Someone's <laughs> going to take that emoji away from you. <laughs> Friends at home, that's how David signs every text or email to me is just a B emoji and it means be thanking you and he knows that I don't like it so then I just send him knife emojis back <laughs> okay let's keep going uh, we've got a hyper chat from history club world rebel news should give a few save the pastor shirts to any politician that speaks out against the arrest we should also send That's them great. to the Alberta cabinet and Notley uh, I like doing things for spite um, <laughs> it's not a terrible idea I like uh, it. We'd, prob we'd probably need a sponsor to help us offset the cost of the T-shirts um, because we're crowdfunded and it's difficult to just give stuff away. Um, but that's not a terrible idea. Um, we've got a rumble chat from Frog Soup. That shirt is badass. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, the look on your face is so terrific. Thank and you, I'm 99% sure that's Triple H. With uh, elbow pads, I think that's Triple H. I think you're right. That's not um, a copyright infringement or anything like that, is it? I think we're okay because okay. it's got your head. Okay. Um, I think I think we'll stop right here, even though we have 10 more uh, chats to get to, and maybe we can get to some of the other news of the day that we wanted to talk about. I think the um, contempt uh, guilty verdicts for... Um, Pastor Art Pulowski, his brother David, and um, Chris Scott of the Whistle Stop Cafe, all three were found guilty yesterday by the same judge. They were issued their judgments all at the same time. Um, apparently, all three of them met the uh, requirements in Alberta to be found cont in contempt of a judge's court order, and those are that they had prior knowledge of the order so that they were appropriately served, that the act being restrained in the order and the person being restrained was clear. I'm not sure that's the case. And that uh, there was intent to break the order. And in the case of Pastor Art Pulowski, he was given two and a half minutes to read, understand, and comply with a judge's court order that gave police and health services full reign to inspect his church during services. How Pastor Art's first language is not English, mm. and he can be seen in that video saying, please contact my lawyer, please contact my lawyer. Um, and they never, they never did until after. And the court orders sought against all of these guys were done in secret. So they know, Alberta Health Services knows full well that Pastor Art has Sarah Miller from JSS working for him. And they know that Chris Scott has Chad Williamson from Williamson Law working for him. 
thanks to the generous donations of everybody at home who donates through fightthefines.com. The government knows about these lawyers because the government has been up against these lawyers already a few times. But the government, or AHS, the government, went before a judge, two different judges, and didn't inform the court that these guys were represented by lawyers, which is a procedural violation. And then secondarily, didn't inform the lawyers that there were proceedings happening against their clients, which is a charter violation because you're denying people the right to be represented by a lawyer. That you know they have and that you know they're, they're represented by. And it, yet still, these guys were all found in contempt yesterday. You know, I think you're putting it kindly, Sheila, when you call it a procedural violation and a charter violation. Let's Sleazy. get to the, the bottom of it. This is Banana Republic stuff we're seeing yep. in Alberta under a conservative government. Shocking, but without further ado, let's go to the uh, wonderful report by our reporter. Well, the report's not wonderful. It's actually very disappointing. The reporter is wonderful. That would be Adam Seuss in Calgary. Here's the latest on Pastor Art. Community of Faith. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Art Polosky. I am, of course, greatly saddened by the judge's decision that have found us in contempt of court order on all the charges for two proceedings. Uh, I'm saddened because the notion that the pastor can be found in contempt of court order for simply doing his job, for opening the church, for saving lives, for helping people that are in desperate need, people that are suicidal, people that are depressed, uh, people that don't know where to turn, people that are overwhelmed by all those different crazy difficult things that we're facing in our society these days it's egregious it's absolutely sad what has become what happened to our beloved Canada so me and my brother David we have been found in contempt of court order uh, me for two counts my brother David for one and uh, it breaks my heart because where is what happened to the justice system these days one law for me one law for thee and I guess if we have been found guilty also those gentlemen here uh, should be found guilty of the contempt of, of court order as well because the same Rook's order uh, applies of course to all Albertans including them so let me read some of them Premier Jason Kenney should be found in contempt of court order uh, for breaking the Rook's order as well and, and environmental and parks minister Jason Nixon he should be found in contempt of court order finance minister Travis Taves he should be found in contempt of court order as well and health minister of course this hypocrite that have ordered our arrest for simply doing our job for saving lives for feeding the poor for giving hope to the hopeless for pastors that are preventing suicides and health issues here in the province of Alberta. This hypocrite minister, Tyler Chandra, he should be found in contempt of court order as well. So I'm looking forward to their court hearings. I'm looking forward for them to answer for them breaking the law in a sky palace. It cannot be in a free and democratic society that there's one law for me and one law for thee. I mean, the level of hypocrisy right now is unbelievable. The level of double standards that we see right now in our system, it's, it's, it's shocking, it's heartbreaking, and uh, saddens me greatly because what kind of a country are we going to have when 
when the ministers that are putting the orders, they themselves do not care about those orders. They're breaking their own mandates and uh, they don't care about the justice system. It's just a system for them to be abused and used. And that's sad. You, you got to remember, I grew up behind the Iron Curtain uh, under the boots of the Soviets. That's exactly those were the tactics of the communists. They were telling you what you were allowed to do, but they themselves do not follow the same orders. One law for them, one law for the rest of the people, masters and slaves. Right now we see the repetition of the same scenario. Those people, those ministers, those premiers, those mayors, they can do whatever they want and they can get away with that. And the rest of us slaves, well, we are subjected to the proceedings, courts, arrests and tickets. So I need your prayers. Please pray. So this evil, this great evil that we're witnessing in our country is going to be uh, revoked, broken, and what else can I say? Uh, we will keep speaking the truth, we'll keep fighting for the future of this country so Canada would stand strong and free. All Canada, we stand on guard for thee. As you remember, this great nation was built on truth and justice and we should all strive to achieve that once again, that Canada, the Canada that we received those 30, 40, 50, 100 years before uh, would be passed to the next generations to come. So be blessed and uh, pray for us. The sanction period. You know, Sheila, I found some of those words so chilling uh, when Passart talks about growing up behind the Iron yep. Curtain and the tactics Alberta, the Albertan government, I should say, is using is the same tactics that the Soviets used decades ago. I mean, it, again, it, it is surreal and disturbing to me. And think of those two images. You know, we should do a contrast because I think this says it all. It is Pastor Art when he was dragged out of his car on a live lane of Calgary highway traffic. Uh, absolutely shameful. No reason for that. They know where he lives. They know where he goes. And contrast that image of him being dragged on the highway with the image of Kenny and Shandro and all the rest in the Sky Palace living high off the hog with that luxurious uh, dinner they were consuming. Wow. And then you say, uh, how, why is it Pastor Art is getting the anvil dropped on him? And these uh, head honchos, the people that should be leading by example, they get off scot-free. Yeah, uh, in the case of Chris Scott, um, we are appealing that this week in the appeals court here in Alberta. So tomorrow, Wednesday, Wednesday is a very busy day uh, again on the Freedom Beat. Um, there's a hearing for Pastor Coates that's happening in the morning. And we ha are in front of an appeals court judge trying to argue that it was not Chris Scott who broke the law but rather the government that broke the law when they sought this order in secret, this procedurally flawed order that Chad Williamson says violates the fundamental principles of justice, yeah. that the government can sneak around behind your back and get these orders restraining your civil liberties. And if you break the order, 
you will be incarcerated and you never once had an opportunity to participate in the process or argue in your own defense. So uh, wish us luck tomorrow, but and we will keep fighting. But I am seriously concerned that the legal battle here in Alberta is very uphill because the judge that issued the rulings yesterday, Justice Adam Germain, he's tasked with dealing with almost all of these issues. He's This is his special assignment, deal with the coronavirus scoff laws. And so based on what I saw yesterday, and I think things are going to be very tough here in Alberta. Um, he was very, at the same time, very uh, complimentary to our lawyers, but I think he knows what his job is. So it doesn't matter, like, I think even when our lawyers are making these very compelling arguments, he's sent to be the fixer, I think. That's my opinion. You know, Sheila, I think you're right. And anytime you go up against a government or a law, it is an uphill battle. And what yeah. is so egregious about this case is that the government lawyers are essentially, for lack of a better word, they're cheating. They're doing these procedural violations. It's, yeah. it's already a Herculean task for Pastor Art, and you have to do this kind of garbage behind the scenes. That is shocking, and uh, you know, but it's not over. We're appealing, right? No, it's not over. We're appealing. Um, we're just not sure on what grounds we're doing that yet because the judge's written decision, yesterday he gave the oral decision. Yeah. The written decision should be in our lawyer's email inbox in about an hour and 15 minutes. So once they get a chance to go through that, they'll give us an update about how best uh, we can proceed going forward. So um, the fight isn't even close to over yet. I mean, it, think about this. In the case of David Poloski, the order was served to him in a plastic baggie dropped at his feet. That's how they served it to him. And that, everybody testified that they don't even know what happened to the baggie after they dropped it at his feet. But that constituted service of a court order here in Alberta, and that constituted the person getting the order, understanding the order. and. David was found in contempt of that. I, I mean, just think about that. Why? What was the reason for that, Sheila, dropping a plastic baggie at his feet as opposed to handing it to the man? I, I, he wouldn't take it, so they just dropped it at his feet. Uh. And I think it was raining that day, so it's in a plastic baggie, they just dropped it. And, and that was it. Nobody knew what happened to the order after that. They don't know if David read it. N Nobody can say where where that order went after they just dropped it at his feet. But according to a judge yesterday in Calgary, that is uh, service and understanding of the order. You know, it, this is another shameful way the state is acting because I, I go back to uh, earlier this month, Sheila, when I was in Hamilton covering an anti-lockdown protest and Hamilton bylaw, they didn't even show up on the scene. They took a picture of me with a telephoto lens getting within arm's length of a protester who I was interviewing and then emailed me the ticket um, not even doing, uh, usually it's, it's a peace officer or at the very least a courier that brings it to you. No, a simple email. And we discussed this at the time. It was a special kind of ticket called an AMPS, um, an administrative municipal, I can't remember the other two words. I, I, I should know this. But basically what it translates into is you cannot fight this in the court of law. Uh, you have to pay. Um, and it, it, it is like drive-through justice. 
you know, they're yeah. trying to make it so easy for themselves. And let's not get involved with that justice part, whether it's me getting my day in court with this yeah. Hamilton ticket for $560, folks. Can you imagine? Uh, by the way, there was no none of these tickets going out to uh, pro-Hamas demonstrators in May at this very same City Hall Square. No, None of these tickets went out to Black Lives Matter demonstrators outside City Hall uh, last year. So they're very selective politically who they're going to get. And by the way, that protest, there was like nine people there. <laughs> I mean, it was socially distanced galore. Um, it's, it's a fix. It, th yeah. that's, that's all I have to... It, it, what, what does Ezra like to quote uh, Tommy saying? Uh, it's a stitch-up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the presumption of innocence if you don't have the ability to argue for your innocence? Yeah. I agree. And, and shamefully, in the case of the AMS ticket, this survived the charter challenge by the Supreme Court. Yeah, they're fine with not uh, Canadian citizens not having their day in court. How could any judge, let alone a Supreme Court justice, think that's a good idea? The, the, they are animals of the justice system. The, the court is their bailiwick, and they're saying, yeah, courts aren't required. This is crazy. Well, think about the court orders that are coming down in Alberta. You heard uh, Pastor Art refer to the Rook order. So that's the May 6th Rook order. I think it will go down in infamy. That's the one that Alberta Health Services sought in secret against oh, Chris yes. Scott, Glenn Carrot, uh, so Glenn is a municipal politician in central Alberta who just is trying to hold campaign events um, in person. And Chris Scott, they sought the order to pre preemptively block him from holding a protest against the government seizing his restaurant, gas station, convenience store and campground in the same week resulting in the collective punishment of the entire town of Mirror because they cut them off from their only convenience store within 20 kilometers. They did it in secret. Chad Williamson, the lawyer, only found out about the order after it had been granted at like six o'clock the next day. So and that's how they're rolling so, in Alberta, star chambers, eh, Sheila? Exactly. Yeah. Alberta Health Services goes in front of this judge, doesn't inform the judge that- Wow. Chris Scott has a lawyer, doesn't inform Chris Scott's lawyer that there's a proceeding against him, gets the order, and now the government is using this order that specifically only names Chris Scott and Glenn Carrot to arrest everybody else. That's the order that they used to arrest Art Pulowski on the street. That's the order that they've used to arrest Tim Stevens. Because not only did they sh say Chris Scott, they shoehorned unnamed Jane and John Doe's. So all of us are in legal jeopardy now if we don't exactly follow the coronavirus regulations. It's insane. And to hear Jason Kenney's staffers say that you're an extremist if you think that the government <laughs> shouldn't be sneaking around behind closed doors and violating people's right to be represented by a lawyer. I mean, give me a break the entire conservative movement in alberta needs to be gutted and it needs to be built again from the ground up and m so many of these people just need to wander the desert in exile you know sheila i'm very confused right now what an extremist means i mean in the edmonton area isn't that where little omar cotter is living with a 10.5 million dollar taxpayer yeah. check um 
Uh, so he's a multimillionaire by his type of extremism, but somebody just trying to open their store, that is an extremist? I, did the world go upside down uh, <laughs> with, the, uh, with, with the coronavirus coming in? Yeah, I mean, think about this. The government took Chris Scott's business from him, punished the whole town by doing it. Yep. And he says, I don't know what else to do. I don't want to go broke. I should protest these things that the government is doing to me. And the whole town says, yeah, let's let's all show up, too, because we're being punished, too. They do that. And he goes to jail for three days. And then get this yesterday, the government would not say and they have about two weeks to make their minds up. They wouldn't say if they are seeking a further term of incarceration as a sanction for breaking that judge's court order. So they've taken two days from Art. They've taken three days from Chris Scott. God knows how many days they are going to take from Tim Stevens, that poor man, and his poor family. But they could ask for more. They could ask for a further term of incarceration. So these guys, in July, when they get their judgment on the uh, sanction, they might have to turn themselves in to serve more jail time while Jason Kenney's up there on the Sky Palace. And, you know, as far as I can tell, Sheila, the one person in Alberta in the political realm smiling like the Cheshire cat has to be Rachel Notley, not only because she also agrees with this kind of roundup and incarceration of pastors, but because she knows the conservative base is being fractured over this, yeah. and that might be her inroad into getting back in power. And I never in a million years thought I'd ever say that again. I thought she and her party ruling Alberta was a statistical anomaly, but Jason Kenney with this kind of monkey business, he's paving the way for Rachel Notley 2.0, I think. Yeah, never underestimate the ability of the conservative movement to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. They True. do it all the time. Um, you know, and when you hear Jason Kenney's defenders, it, it, his employed defenders, the people who work for him, who are defending him, they'll say stuff like, don't be mean to Dina Hinshaw. She's using data to make these decisions. OK, so produce it yeah. because you couldn't they refuse to produce the data. She used to justify the incarceration of people um, because they said they needed more time. How is that possible? You say you have the data and the data supports the incarceration of these men, but when these men are trying to defend themselves in court, the government says they need more time to produce the data. You, know, you already it, had it. What is it with these people that say, uh, just look at the data, that clears us, it remind, and, and then Show not Show me producing. the data! Yeah. And then do they think no one's going to take them up on their offer and ask it? It's like a couple of months ago, Dr. Samantha Hill of the Ontario Medical Association saying, if you doubt that any hospital's, uh, you know, IC unit is in a war zone right now because of COVID, just go and ask for a tour. And I did. And they said, well, she didn't really mean that. That was like a personal thought on live TV with tens of thousands of people watching. Yeah. It, this is so frustrating, Sheila. They're just... Yeah you know, pulling stuff out of there, you know what? You know, there's so much denial in all of this. Uh, you know, when I see these professional defenders um, of the locker downers out there, I think, you know what? 
get out of the premier's office for a second and go talk to the people whose lives you've destroyed. Quit talking to the bureaucrats who haven't lost a penny and talk to the people you're hurting. But you know what? Denial is a powerful thing because if you go talk to those people, then you can no longer convince yourself that you've done the right thing. You have to come to serious terms with what you've done, not just to that one person you're talking to, but society as a whole. And so I really don't think they want that mask to slip. They don't want to see finally through the fog to what they've done. So they just are not going to sit down with Raquel Stevens and look those kids in the face. They just won't. They they can't. They can't do it because this denial is a protection thing that they do. And, and also, Sheila, I thought as the premier, surely the buck stops at Premier Kenny's office uh, or his desk, rather. Uh, or is he like Premier Doug Ford here in Ontario? Oh, well, if I had my way, you see, I'd do this. But it's the team, you see, folks. It's the team. No, no, no. You're the premier. You're the leader. Yeah. You know, you don't need teams. You can listen to advice from the teams and you could say, point noted, I'm still going ahead with this. That's not leadership. That's cowardice. We didn't vote for the team. Exactly. We didn't vote for the team. We voted for the guy. So be the guy. Nobody voted for the chief medical officer of health. And when this is all said and done, she's still going to be the highest paid bureaucrat in the province, making more than the premier. Nothing changes for her, whether you listen to her or not. She's still pushing paper um, and writing down bad ideas. Yeah. And nothing P- changes for her. Pushing paper, not seeing patients. I-, I love how Ezra mentioned a couple of weeks ago, as a matter of policy, let's not call these health bureaucrats top doctors, as the mainstream yeah. media likes to call them. These are bureaucrats. These are health authoritarians. The, the, m- many of them haven't practiced medicine in decades, Sheila. So let's get that, uh, you know, vocabulary out of the mainstream. Top doctors, you know, yep. and, and when you tell me that's the highest paid uh, bureaucrat in Alberta, man, that, that just gets my blood boiling. I think they're the highest paid bureaucrats across the land. Uh, wasn't Fauci the highest paid bureaucrat in the federal government? Correct oh. me if I'm wrong. I th- you might be right, and the the number of years he's held on to that position through so many flawed decisions. I mean, that guy's got more lives than the proverbial cat, uh, you know. But you're right; uh, they don't really excel at medicine. They excel at keeping their six-figure or sometimes seven-figure job plus benefits, of course, and it's uh, it's egregious. Um, I think we have some more chats, don't we, Sheila? Yes, Justin has whispered it twice in our ears. Okay, we've got a hyper chat. Uh, sorry, we've got a hyper chat from Casparius. Keep up the good work, your neighbor from the U.S. Thank you, uh, thank you very much. We've got a hyper chat from Celtic Mutt. Khaleesi, Sheila, if you have changed <laughs> your mind about this, and then he sends me the Mediterranean sticker, uh, perhaps this one will be more your speed, and it's a free Canada uh, sticker. So, um, no, I haven't changed my mind about the other one. I just... Um, I just haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet. Um, <laughs> Super U, uh, a Super U shout from AMT60. Do you know any lawyers' numbers or can Rebel help being threatened by my health care workplace about the jab? We have to give vax status by July 31st, and if we don't get the jab, we may be prohibited from work. We, we don't do a ton of employment law. We mostly just fight the tickets um, and summonses and fines, and in some cases, very rare cases, 
criminal cases that are stemming from tickets and stuff like that. So um, my best advice would be to reach out. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm going to direct you away from Rebel News and probably over to the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. However, we would still like to cover your story. So if you want to send us uh, an email at tips at rebelnews.com, um, that will come directly to my email and I'll disperse it to the right journalist. But I can say this, Sheila, disturbingly, I was listening on the radio to uh, Howard Levitt, who might indeed be Canada's number one labor lawyer. And, mm -hmm. the, and his consensus is, you know, going through the legislation, going through all the labor law, that an employer does indeed have that right to request mm -hmm. that you take the jab in order to uh, remain employed. And those aren't my words, folks. That's Howard Levitt, who is who knows who has forgotten more about labor law than I'm ever going to learn. But when I heard that, I thought that is very disturbing indeed. Yeah. And it's funny because there's so many people who are saying this from um, unionized workplaces and you think the union would they tell me they like to defend the rights of the employee. Oh, no. Except oh, no, no, no. <laughs> more generally, no. they, they defend the rights of the uh, union leadership to continue to take more money from the employee. Basically, that's what modern unions do these days. Um, and it's never been more evident than now during the time of the coronavirus, where people are being forced to divulge their private medical histories to their employers um, just to hang on to their jobs. Yeah. Uh, we've got a hyper chat from Adam Wanders. Thank you for what you're doing as a Canadian and a Christian. I can see our rights being stripped away slowly. We appreciate the good media. Well, thank you very much. You. We've got a super you tip from Fraser McBurney. Hmm. Fraser is a fightthefines.com recidivist uh, from <laughs> Hamilton, I believe. Uh, Fraser, good to see you. Thank you very much for the $10. Um, Phrase Bo says, getting ready for Dominion Day at Bayfront Park in Hamilton. Join us at 7 p.m. Cold pork hamburgers. Well, yeah. if you're trying to lure David with food, that just might work. Um, <laughs> yeah, just don't be surprised <laughs> if you get an email from Hamilton Bylaw finding you 560 bucks for you consuming a burger too close to somebody. So just let that be known. That's how they roll in Steeltown now. Don't laugh. Fraser, be somber. No fun will be had because that's illegal too. No chuckling. Oh, that's um, Peterborough. <laughs> Ontario is the worst. Just absolutely the worst. <laughs> Bunch of fun burglars in charge over there. We've got a hyper chat from Rebecca Henderson. I called my PCPMP Deal Allison to tell him, I think that's Dean Allison, to tell him how angered I was back when Pastor James was in jail and the church was occupied. He said he was angry too and it is unacceptable. Okay, great, but do something about it. I think you mean UCPMP or mm -hmm. use, I don't know, I don't know, PCP, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, I think you mean CPC. Uh, he said he needs to be publicly, I said he needs to be publicly outspoken about it because or else it doesn't matter. Yeah. Still haven't seen him publicly speak out. You won't see a single conservative speak out uh, one of these official conservatives from the federal party. They're all pretty mad about churches burning. Um, I've seen a few of those, con oh. including my own MP, Garnet Jenis. He's he's upset about churches burning, and thanks for that. Um, but uh, Jason Kenney arrested three pastors and then fenced off a church and seized another one. I mean, he did actually change the locks on um, Fairview Baptist, so Tim Stevens Church. So they, 
even though you arrested their pastor, they can't meet. And we've got churches underground here in Alberta. But yeah, I mean, thanks for saying something about the churches burning. I guess that's something. But why didn't you say something before? But when things were happening to Christians in Alberta. On that file, Sheila, don't you find it spectacular? There's no other word of how little media coverage there is about this. Uh, we, we talked about this in the, the, you know, the morning meeting. Uh, if, if these were mosques, if these were Hindu or Sikh temples, uh, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, this is front page news. There's probably royal inquiries. Justin Trudeau is flying to the burnt remains of the place of worship. And it's almost like radio silence. Yeah, uh, it, I wish this were treated as seriously by the prime minister as a little girl getting her hijab tugged at, um, which turned out to be a lie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, five churches have been burned. Several have been vandalized, including one in Edmonton um, of uh, it's a Polish Catholic church. Um, they vandalized the statue of St. John Paul II outside and just speaking to the complete idiocy of these vandals, yeah. because there has not been a more pro-Indigenous pope in the church, in the history of the church, than John Paul II. His 1984 trip through Canada was basically an apology tour, a reconciliation tour to the Indigenous people. He was upset that he couldn't make it to Fort Simpson, so he sent them a special message in 1987. I think he actually went back to Fort Simpson. Um, it... it the entire trip in 84 with the Pope is just pictures of him kissing indigenous people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he he uh, was responsible for the naming of uh, St. Kateri, um, the Lily of the Mohawks. But these vandals, they don't care because it for them, it's about the destruction of the Christian religion yeah. and not about holding people to account for what they've done. And it, that's evident in the fact that they are burning churches attended by indigenous people. These, these churches that they're burning, it's a building, sure. Yeah. But within that building, people are baptized, people are married, they're confirmed there. Uh, they go through the steps of uh, being initiated into the faith. It's the history of families and they are, some of these churches to this day, Indigenous people attend them. And now you've burned an Indigenous congregation's place of worship. And for what? In the name of what? Reconciliation? Yeah. No, it's, it's bringing it's more misery to that community, Sheila. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Nobody's asking the community what they want. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's really despicable. And, and I mean, there is... Uh, a plague, a spate, uh, a crime wave against Christian churches in Canada. And none of the official people in power are really talking about it at all. We've got some outrage from some of the official opposition. But where's Justin Trudeau? Where's Oof. the heritage minister? Some of these churches are historical sites. Yeah. You know? Anyway. We're right to be on a watch list, according to Josh Hawley. Um, <laughs> he's not wrong to suggest that we belong on it because <laughs> the the way that the government is not taking any of these attacks on uh, Christians uh, seriously, I mean, someone's got to take it seriously. And if it means the United States, well, then I welcome it. Um, we've got a uh, hyperjet from Adam Wanders. Did Trudeau move the election? No, nope, not yet. 
<laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried, though, but no, not yet. Um, a hyper chat of Mimage. It's just a heart. Well, thank you. We've got a hyper chat from Binga. Green fire on your shirt, Sheila, not on you. Oh, it's not green fire. I don't know if you can see that. Um, it's, uh, my microphone's probably in the way. It's a maple leaf with Diefenbaker's face in it. Ah. So, uh, Dief the Chief and it's, uh, vote Diefenbaker shirt. My favorite prime minister. <laughs> and um, my favorite Diefenbaker clip of all time, Sheila, and you can Google it, uh, is him watching Paul Henderson score the winning goal in the Canada-Russia, uh, Canada-Soviet Union uh, Summit Series. <laughs> and that, that's about as wild as Diefenbaker could possibly get. But yeah. it's, I won't spoil it. Just Google that uh, video and uh, you'll get a chuckle. I, yeah, I kind of like Diefenbaker in that he was more boring than even Scott Walker. <laughs> <laughs> but as it turns out, an incredible advocate for Canada's Indigenous community. Yep. So there you go, Conservatives. Um, so we've got a Super U tip from AMT60. You gave us two bucks. Thank you. Thank you. A Super U tip from Troy's. You tipped us $20. Well, thank you very much. You thank know you. what? Suck it, YouTube. We're <laughs> we, our generous people over on Super U are helping make up that demonetization. Uh, Troy S. Wonder what Sheila and David's thoughts are on the four churches that burned down in BC on reserves. I think you just got them. There's yep. a fifth church actually now and several vandalizations. So um, I, I'm furious about it. Um, I think that uh, it is the erasing of history. And if people are outraged because headstones were removed at a residential school cemetery uh, to obscure history, um, Burning a church does the same thing. Exactly. Uh, we've got a hyper chat from Rosty. Join me on Telegram. Let's take back our country. Link in the comments below. Uh, we've got a hyper chat from History Club World. To fund my little suggestion, you can make a documentary about all rebels against COVID restrictions. Follow History Club World on Instagram. I think there's a documentary um, just sitting there to be made just on our fight the fines cases. Boy, we had some characters in there oh, and just yeah. some cra crazy stories like crazy. I look back at them and I'm like, this, this is insane. Just I can't even believe that we lived through that. And we continue to live through it, I guess. And, and you know what? An embarrassment of riches of uh, archival videos we have in this last year and a half, Sheila, mainly because uh, again, talk about media self-censorship. They rarely, almost never came out to these anti-lockdown protests. And I'm sorry when there are, in some cases, thousands of people in Montreal, 100,000 people gathering and marching through the street. I don't care if you don't like the message. That's news. You're obligated to get out there and cover it. Uh, but we have all that footage. And I think that's a good suggestion. That's, that's a future documentary in, in waiting. Yes, I think we have a documentary on the persecution of Christians during COVID, too. Yeah. Um, so, so much of the the footage we have is exclusive. So um, let's keep going. Joyful art from the heart. I'm flying a Canadian flag on my porch on Canada Day. God keep our land glorious and free. Um, might I suggest you call it Dominion Day so that you don't <laughs> offend David Menzies? 
You know, it's it's unbelievable. I've always been against the term Canada Day and, you know, with the idea of replacing it, going back to the historical name Dominion Day. And lo and behold, I never thought I'd see a day that we have right now where you have all mun municipalities right across Canada, uh, Sheila, actually canceling Canada Day, but not replacing it with anything. They're just canceling it out of wokeness. And I think yeah. that's shameful. Yeah, they sort of came around to your way of thinking, but they didn't quite get all the way there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, Rumble chat from Frog Soup says his parents brought him here from the USSR in the early 1990s. They confirm it is exactly what the Soviets did to them. Wow. Um, you know, I was reading up the other day because someone tried to fact check me when I said that Pope John Paul II, Saint Pope John Paul II, his mother was actually an Eastern Rite Catholic and that in some of his um, speeches and comments, that was one of the reasons why he was so pro-Indigenous but also pro-Eastern Rite Church is that it's if you have a universal church, you want it to be reflective of the culture that it serves, right? And uh, someone tried to fact check me on that. And I ended up on one heck of a rabbit hole um, about uh, just the how first the the czars and then the Soviets they really worked to eliminate um, the the Greek Catholic Church mm. in in that realm of the world ju just to Russianify it and. It, there's some strong overlays with what's happening here that there's only one way apparently to worship God and that's the way that Jason Kenney says is acceptable on Zoom or YouTube. Um, let's, I lost my place, I'm sorry. Oh, hyper chat from Binga, sorry Sheila. Meant we all see what looks like green fire on your shirt, shout out to Justin. I think I explained it, Justin, there you go. <laughs> We've got a hyper chat from, um, History Club World, do you think that Canada needs to get a new constitution, one that places stronger restrictions on the government, strengthens rights and personal freedoms? Also, do you know if MLA Barnes is up to anything since he got kicked from caucus? I've heard nothing. Uh, you know what? He's speaking out. Um, he uh, has been speaking at some rallies. Um, I think he's written some articles for the Western Standard since. I mean, he's working very hard from within the caucus, but there's just basically two or from outside the caucus, but there's just really two MLAs who are independent now because of their um, opposition to the lockdown. So, I mean, he again, he's in an uphill battle. Oh, with regard to getting a new constitution, we can't even get the current one amended to protect property rights. So, good point. You know, oh, that'll never happen, Sheila. So, don't open up a big can of worms like that. I mean, uh, the government was smart, sinister, smart.